0: Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust Show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey guys, we've got a meat-packed episode all about visibility and PR. I'm going to let Lisa do the majority of the talking, so I'm going to go straight into her bio here. Lisa Simone Richards is a PR and visibility strategist for online coaches who want to get more eyes on their business. Through her free workshops, masterclasses, and mentorship program, she gives you the insider secrets on how to get exposure and reach more people without spinning on social media or wasting more money on Facebook ads. Uh, can we get a holler on that last one, right? Her clients learn the lather, rinse, repeat formula for more visibility, which makes them more sales. They go from invisible to in-demand, getting interviewed on top podcasts, partnering with big names in their industry, and building their authority expert status, getting featured on major media like Fox, NBC, Forbes, Inc., and more. And before you roll your eyes at that last one, this is Brittany speaking here, don't worry. We are not talking about these scammy pay-to-play authority-type ventures. We're talking about real authority-building features And you're going to hear me dish with Lisa about some of the scams I've been presented with, how she handles things, and really, honestly, how to create the ABCs of visibility in your own business. Whether you are a one-person team or you're running a small team business, this is the information that you need to hear about this. All right, Lisa, I am really excited to talk with you about this subject because Well, as you know, from our our pre-interview chat, I have opinions.
1: (laughs) I love that you said that. My husband and I say it all the time. Like I have opinions on that. Like I have opinions.
0: Yes. You know, the funny part before we dive in as my 10 year old is like starting to like regurgitate some of these things I say. And I'm like, oh honey, you don't know enough about the world to have opinions, (laughs) but you know, that's the thing. So Let's dive in. Let's talk about some PR and small businesses. And if it's okay, I'd like to start with my big gripe about this whole industry. Is that cool?
1: Please do. let what well, grinds my gears. Let's go for it. All right.
0: So a while back, I get an Instagram message from a girl who's like, Hey, love what you're doing. And I'm like, you haven't even seen my profile, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play this out. We'll see what happens. And She's like, you know, you're obviously doing a good job. I'd really like to feature you as one of the top 10 branding coaches in the U S and I was like, well, I mean, I personally agree. I am one of the top 10 branding coaches, but how would you know that she had not engaged with me at all? Looking at some basic Google analytics, I could tell she had not likely been to my site unless it was from a different location and she hadn't liked any of my Instagram posts. So I knew what was happening. And I think the email I sent my list was actually titled, I got pitched so hard last week. Here's how it's went. So you know how it goes, right? She wants to feature me on Yahoo Finance, of which I didn't even know that was a thing for the record. Like legitimately, I didn't know Yahoo advised on finance because they're like a dying company and whatnot. But I had reiterated before she wanted to set up the interview. I do not pay for PR, period. Yeah, yeah, no problem. No problem. Well, we get on the Zoom interview and she's like, you know this is all great. You know, there is a modest fee, but luckily there's 10 of you. So it'll be split 10 ways. And I was like, you know, honey, um, what part of, I don't pay for PR. Did you not listen to? And her response was like, well, you know, there, there are costs for getting your information out there online. I'm like, no, the, uh, the internet's free. I mean, you, you don't actually need to pay anything to include my name on an article, but now that we know what's going on here, I don't do this. This interview is over. So I detailed the whole thing on Instagram, I sent it to my email list. It was actually quite fine. I got a lot of response over it and turns out this is not uncommon and that is my big gripe with the PR world. It's really hard for regular people, people who have not been approached by these situations, although I think most people have at this point. But, you know, you see the as seen on banners on sales pages, on websites and you're like, are they real? Were they actually featured on the Today show? You know were they actually featured in the New York Times. I can ethically tell you that if I put those two on my scene banner, like I have been, but how is anyone else to know to believe specifically? So that's my gripe, and I'm really excited to talk with you because I know you have the same gripe, and I know that you have real ways to kind of combat all of this. So tell me, how did you get to where you are, and and where are we going from here?
1: I'm excited to give you the whole lowdown, but literally, as you said. Got a message on Instagram. I was like, always starts with the Instagram message, preach. And it began with, hey girl, I'm like always with the, hey girl, love what you're doing. I'm like, got that one too. I, w- I could recite it back at you. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm going to close the loop on this one and then I'll tell you all a little bit about me. Thank you for having me on the show, Brittany. I'm excited to be here. And I know even just from our pre-conversation that this is going to be a fun chat, but let me tell you a little bit about that whole game because I've gotten it too. So a lot of companies out there are doing the whole like pitch for publicity thing, just pay a nominal fee, pay for play angle. Here's the truth behind that. okay? And this is where my two cats, Peaches and Ginger, the loves of my life come in. My husband even said in his vows, like, well, I know you'll never love me as much as your cats. Not wrong. Love you a lot. I could write an article that says peaches and ginger are the best cats in the world. And the same way that you strongly believe you're one of the top 10 coaches in the States, I firmly believe that peaches and ginger are the best. It's just a fact, but we could write and publish that article. And it doesn't mean that it's true. It doesn't mean that people are going to find it. It doesn't mean that it's being put on a credible site. It's just someone paying for real estate to post something the same way they would a blog. And that's where those companies come in scamming you to say, oh yeah, you're on the top 10 list. Although- Where is this? What credibility is there behind it? So I love that you opened with that story. And for everyone who's tuning in, who's like, who's this person with these cats that she loves as much as or more than her husband? Hi, everyone. My name is Lisa Simone Richards. I'm a PR and a visibility strategist. I work with online coaches who want to get seen everywhere. So I'm the antithesis to this pay for play to get featured on msn.com, yahoo.com, forbes.com, whatever they're selling you for however many dollars to get featured What I share with my clients is how to find the right places to get seen, depending on whether they're trying to build awareness buzz or credibility, which is something we can dive a little further into. Find the right places and get featured. So this isn't just like paying a few bucks to get. On a site that nobody's ever read in their lives, it's not in that's by Google, that's not going to come up anywhere. This is actually how do you develop real relationships with the right people to get that kind of credibility to honestly be featured as one of the top 10 coaches by Forbes or whatever it might be. So, really briefly about me, I got started in this back when I was 18 years old. Sex in the City was in its heyday. Samantha Jones, oh, and just like that is coming out next month. I'm very excited for that. So much so. So back in the day, Samantha Jones uh, made PR look so sexy, so cool. So I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm into that. So I started doing it right from university. I worked in fashion and beauty for a few years. I moved into working for a huge agency where I had clients like Staple, Virgin Mobile, and Crayola. I moved into fitness, helping one company grow from 30 locations to over 100 across Candessori. So we more than 3x that business. We took that company's revenue from 400,000 a year over, uh, for over 4 million a year. That's where we were able to grow them with huge visibility and growing the locations that much. So now what I love to do is take all those skills that I gained from the corporate world and help online entrepreneurs who might be spinning their wheels on social media, wondering why they're not actually getting buyers and helping make sure that they get right in front of the right people.
0: Yes, please. <laughs> I mean, like, Know we're talking about no like and trust, right? And I am a firm believer that you need to have something to back up your authority. I can sit here on this podcast for you know 170 odd episodes and tell everyone, do this, do this. But why do people listen to me? It's because I have proven some of my authority over time. And sometimes one of the ways that you can do that is having a good feature in a good place. But as a small business, as a micro business, sometimes. How are we supposed to separate the good ones from the bad ones? Like, that's my question.
1: Is it okay if I actually take it back a little bit? Cause I'd love to make a distinction because I think that a lot of coaches might mix up the different ways of getting seen and what different types of media are. So I'd love to make a distinction between three ways to get seen. And then we will dive into the one that really does create that no like and trust factor. Sounds good. Two types of visibility that I, I'm sure a lot of coaches are familiar with. Two types of media specifically are social media and paid media. Social media is fantastic because we are controlling the content, whether we want to do a reel or a story or a static post, we're saying what we want to say, when we want to say it, and nobody is editing us. Going beyond that, we can DM the people who engage with us, our ideal clients, send them voice notes or video messages. I think it's so powerful that we have the ability to do that two-way conversation. However, one of the mistakes that I see with coaches in social media is that they think just posting on the same platform over and over again is going to grow their visibility. And the distinction here is you're nurturing your existing audience. You are not growing your audience. You are not getting in front of new people. So social media is powerful to nurture your followers, but you need to make sure that you're growing all the time. Another one of the challenges with social media is that everybody is doing it. Like it does not make you stand out. Writing a post and saying online business, hashtag online business coach is not going to land you on the search page in your next 10 clients. I'm so sorry, but that's just the truth. So, You have social media and it has its pros, but it also has its cons. The second type of media that I think a lot of uh, coaches and entrepreneurs are familiar with is paid media. So again, I'm dabbling in this one as well. Facebook ads, iOS update, what did you do to us? So I know when I started off doing Facebook ads, I was doing it on the cheap on my own, a few hundred dollars. Um, I remember I signed up for a $7 a month, monthly membership site that just kind of gave you all the need to know on Facebook, which was really good content. i Props to the creator there. However, the truth is I do not know what I'm doing on Facebook ads. Um, I just ended up wasting a few hundred dollars in many hours of my time. So this year I started playing the game properly. I hired an ads agency who cost multiple thousand dollars per month. And then when I'm spending that much just on the agency, it feels silly not to beyond match my investment with an ad spend. So now we're getting into some serious dollars doing paid media. Pros and cons always. Pros of paid media, how powerful is it? Like think about advertising back in the 90s. That was spaghetti against a wall, hoping the right person would hear your message and it would land with them. Now we can very, in a targeted way, say this is who I want to get in front of. This is what their demographic is, their psychographics, where they're located, their likes and interests. It is so cool that we can do that. But again, cons. The second we turn that ad spend off, all the content is gone. Nothing of it lives on forever. Advertising is saying, hey, look at me. I'm awesome versus somebody else giving you that endorsement. We also all know how to ignore an ad. When I'm watching YouTube and an ad comes on, I grab Snap. If I'm scrolling on Facebook, that's not what I logged on to Facebook for. I know how to go past it. And we have to be cognizant that our ideal clients, the ones that we want to get in front of, know how to do the exact same thing. Also, con. Lots of money. Like when you're in the multi figures, five figures, like ad spend, that's when it kind of starts to make a difference. But if you got a few hundred bucks, like it's probably not going to do anything. So that's social media and that's paid media. The third type of media that I think a lot of online entrepreneurs don't know about is earned media. And what earned media is, is leveraging somebody else's platform. Who already has a group of your ideal clients hanging out and now you can get your way onto that platform to get in front of them? Is it somebody who has even an Instagram following? Like I'm saying social media is great and all, but like what if you got on somebody else's Instagram TV or you went live in somebody else's Facebook group? Now you're using social media in a way that gets you visible in front of new people, not just the same ones over and over again. What if you were to be interviewed on somebody else's podcast whose listeners are all the ideal clients that you want to get in front of? What if you were, hey, kind of like this interview. Hey, let break. Thanks for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. What if you were to be interviewed on Forbes or you were to be interviewed on your local morning TV show? How many more people would that put you in front of? How powerfully would it position you? So a lot of people are focusing on ways that are either going to cost them time, which is social media, dancing on the reels, doing all the pointing, still never tried that yet, or a way that's going to cost money, which is Facebook ads or Google ads. But what earned media is going to cost you is value how do I show up with expertise and knowledge that no matter who consumes this information, regardless of whether they work with me or not, that they're going to get something from it? That's the kind of value that you need to give to have access to earned media. But when you're doing it, now you have somebody else saying, hey, look at them. They're incredible. We trust their expertise so much that we interviewed them and highlighted them on that platform. So it's a difference between saying, hey, look at me. I'm a coach. I'm great. Versus somebody else saying, hey, look at her. She's an incredible coach. She's great. And we we all know which one of those two scenarios we lend our trust to a little bit more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you called out right at the beginning of that that social media is fantastic for nurturing your existing audience. And and sometimes that nurturing is for actual clients that you are still in the game, that you are doing what you say you're going to do so they should continue to listen to you. Sometimes it is nurturing potential clients, people who have heard of you, considered you and kind of you know, placed you on a ledge over there to be done with lately or later, you know what I mean? And all of that is is fantastic. I've been down the ads rabbit hole myself, and I do think it's really great for generating a lot of leads in a short amount of time. But if you don't have the back end systems to handle those leads, one of which is that nurturing content on social, right? But, you know, ways that you can upsell them. And I don't mean that in a skeevy way. I mean it in a real way. Like, Hey, how are you going to show this person who you took in as a lead that you can actually deliver and help them? So unless you have all of those systems, and that might mean sales funnels, it might mean programs or one-on-one coaching offers, depending on what you do might mean actual services. You know, maybe you're a website designer, maybe you do something else that they need to hire for help, but you need all of that in place before you get to paying those, you know. Definitely four figures, but easily into five figures of ad spend. So that leads us to, of course, getting featured somewhere.
1: So one of the things I think I would really advise people to do first is actually, no, let's even take it to a different distinction. I feel like that's going to be the theme for our conversation today. I'm really big on intention. If we know, I think we all know we want to get visibility for our business. We need to keep reaching new people all the time to continue to grow, to be able to make offers, to be able to make sales. So I always like to check in with people is what is your intention with visibility? Why does being seen matter? And I call this my ABCs of visibility. So I'll kind of wrap this up with a story to kind of explain it after. But typically I find that entrepreneurs are looking for one of three things when they seek out visibility. They're either looking for A, awareness. You need people to know that you exist. If you're the best kept secret, people aren't gonna be able to work with you. So a lot of people, most of the coaches I work with, honestly, are simply looking for the, how do I break through the noise so that people even know that I'm here? So that's one of the reasons for visibility the B stands for buzz. And I always liken this to a movie. So I am not a movie goer. I don't know what the last thing I saw in theaters was, but I know that something called the Eternals is out right now. I think that's a Marvel movie. So even for me, somebody who doesn't watch them knows it exists. Know why? Because they have a ton of buzz. There are ads for it on YouTube channels. There are magazines with them on the cover. There are interviews with the actors on podcasts or on on entertainment tonight. They're showing up in all these different places at the same time. So even me, someone who has literally no interest in it, knows that it exists because I've been beaten over the head with it so many times that I've heard about it. Um, there used to be an adage that I think it was uh, it takes seven touch points for seven marketing touch points before a consumer makes a buying decision. Huh. My coach was sharing with me last week that it has grown to the number 26 now. That is how much we need to be in front of people to get them to create a conversion. So you might, if you have a new course launching, you can't mention it once. People need to hear about it over and over. So maybe you're looking to create B, which stands for buzz. Finally, C, and this is one that's really relevant to the listeners of this show, is credibility. So are you in a stage where you don't want to just be another coach, another online entrepreneur, but you actually want to have your name said in the sentences as the people that you look up to? You want to grow your influence, your affiliation, your expert status, your authority. So are you looking for awareness buzz or credibility. And here's the story that kind of brings the distinction between those three together. Um, I had the opportunity to speak with a coach, a copywriter, sorry. And this copywriter wanted to get new clients who are online coaches. So people who are looking for their sales page, their email funnels, et cetera, to be written. And she shared with me, Lisa, I want to be featured on, imagine the name of the show was the copy chat. I can't remember what the name of the show is, but I always go with the copy chat. So she's like, Lisa, I want to be featured on the copy chat. That is like the top copywriting podcast. All the people I look up to have been featured on there. And I know when I get featured there, I will have made a name for myself. And I had to share with her, okay, but your clients are online coaches. They're not going knee deep into copywriting podcasts at this stage. They want that top level information that's going to help them, you know, get their business off the ground. So if you're in the credibility stage, 100% getting on the copy chat would make sense. But given that you're in that awareness stage, you want people to know that you exist. What if you stood out from every other copywriter who exists and went on an online business coaching show and you stood out as the copywriting person and now the right person is going to flock to you you're actually standing out. So having that intentionality before even pursuing any type of visibility is always going to make sure that what you're doing is in alignment with your goals. I love that. And
0: you know, it's funny that you framed it in that way. I like the story. It really kind of ties it in together, but I've experienced that with clients as well. They're like, well, I want to do this. And I'm a a poker you know, a challenger, right? So I'm like, well, why would you want to do that? And I don't mean to be combative. I tend to warn my clients about my personality up front for this reason, but I don't mean to be combative, but I want to get to the heart. Why do you think that is the right step? I'm not saying it isn't. I'm not saying that at all. It might very well be, but what is the intentionality behind that? And I love that you were able to very clearly say, you know, it's more of the awareness stage where you really need to focus on right now. And while this is a good lofty goal for your business, it might not be the right time for it. And if, even if you did accomplish that goal, being on the copy chat you know, right now, what would that do for you? And I've found, at least in my client's experience, that a lot of times when I frame a question in that way, they don't have an answer. And I'm not saying this in a mean way. I'm saying, you know, it seems like such a good career goal to do that one thing. But if you don't know what that's going to do for your business and how you're going to use it and how you're going to honestly back plan from it, why do it? Why waste that opportunity when you can't make the most of it?
1: I love that we kind of come at it from a similar angle. You seem to be a lot more friendly and compassionate than I am. You you come (laughs) in with the... You ask questions and you evoke and you have them answer it themselves. Meanwhile, I'm just tough love up in there. And I'm like, um, no, here's why that might not work. And I'm just like, you know what, if we're going to be in this container together, better that we have that conversation in here, than you go out and try. And it's an unsuccessful strategy. Let me save you the time and the effort. And let me tell you, like, not tell you, because again, we want to be coaching. We want to be evoking, but I will definitely come in and happily be the devil on the shoulder to just be like prodding into the holes at every argument just to make sure that my client can come out as strongly as possible.
0: Yeah. No, a hundred percent. That's the goal, right? For both of us. We want our clients to succeed.
1: Absolutely. We do it because we love them.
0: Yeah, exactly. We love them. We want them to attain their goals. And sometimes our goals stated are different than our actual lived goals.
1: Absolutely. I think our friend's job is to be our cheerleaders and say yes. As coaches, our job is absolutely to say yes and to support you. And also, number one, first and foremost, to guide you to the result that you told us you wanted to create.
0: One hundred percent. So, Lisa, before we wrap up here, let me give you a scenario. Is that okay?
1: I love these games. Try me.
0: All right. So, let's say we have a coach type business, and they have good leads. They have a couple of group programs, maybe some one on one things that are going really well. But they want to expand their business, and and in their case, at least, that's leading towards a like group course coaching slash self-learning kind of situation, right? They need buzz. They've got good awareness. Maybe they even have a good list, right? But they need some buzz. What would be, if that's all you know about them, which I'm sure you know far more about your clients than what just gave you, but let's say that that's all you know about them. What would be like the right next thing for them to do?
1: I would absolutely go on tour. I would pick one visibility platform and I would milk it all day. So for example, one of my clients, Nora DeBora, she's a preconception health coach. She helps women who want to get pregnant. So she has her four R methodology of how to eat to get pregnant. Remove, replace, rebalance, and repair like your internal gut system. So her four R's. So she has that message. And what she did was take the message. And she this is a a quote that I want to attribute to Lisa Sasevich because I did not come up with it. Her dad did. But the quote is, don't change your talk, change your audience. So Nora, knowing that she had a launch coming up, she looked up various fertility podcasts women who want to get pregnant or listen to fertility podcast shows. So what a great place for Nora to show up in front of her ideal client. So she went on something like 15 or 20 different fertility podcasts. And guess what? She talked about the four Rs over and over and over and over again. And I'm sure for Nora, she might've gotten blue in the face and a little bit bored with what she was saying truthfully. But the the truth is she's busy planning a launch. She doesn't have time to come up with a new message and a new pitch and a new story for every single opportunity. If she can take one key message and find 15 different places to put it that all get in front of the right client. And you know what? What well, person who listens to one podcast is probably listening to eight on average. So if they're hearing Nora's name over and over again on every single fertility podcast guess how they're going to develop that know, like, and trust factor for her by the third time that they are on, they're listening to her on a show. And what's really cool that Nora tells me is when people come on her on her sales calendar, it's not the tire kickers. It pe- it's people who can recite her four hours back to her because they know her process, because they're familiar with her system and methodology and they're already enrolled. Now they're pretty much as ready to take what the next step is.
0: Oh, I love that. When people know what you actually preach about they're out in the world. And they recite it back to you in sales calls. Like, you know, they're a good fit. Yes. There could still be things like, you know, budget mismatches. There could be timing issues, but they've already sold themselves as your client. Your job is just to kind of show them the next step and let them take it.
1: Absolutely. When I signed up to work with my last coach who I've been with for two years now, like I binged her content again, I found her first needed the visibility paid attention to our content, knew the system. And by the time I hopped on a sales call, I knew what the price was. And I, I'm personally one who likes to cut to the chase. So like, it wasn't a 30 minute coaching call to see if he could get me in. I was like, okay, so when does it begin? What does the process look like? Can you send me the paperwork Sweet, Like how many more clients would we all like to have like that?
0: Yeah. My process with my current coach is the exact same way. I've been in her mastermind for over a year. I'm in for another year. And our sales call, I think was 10 minutes. And if it was longer than that, it's because we were doing chit chat you know what I mean? It was like, I was like, no, I just, I need to know exactly what the price is. I need to know what time the calls are to make sure that I can make them. And that's, that's it. I'd been looking at her content for over a year at that point.
1: So power. And again, just a reminder, guys, don't say, don't come up with new stuff all the time. You can say the same thing over and over again. You're the only person who's hearing it and so intimate with it for other people. Like it's just getting the system in for them and that creates consistency. And again, I don't need to be cheesy, but it really does create that whole no like and trust factor. Lisa, this has been fantastic.
0: So awesome. Where can people find you if they are looking for more information on your services and what you offer?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I talk about so many different ways you can get visibility. Is it doing, being on other people's social media platforms? Is it being on podcasts? Is it doing a guest training in someone's mastermind or being on TV? It can probably feel overwhelming which one to pick. So I have a quiz that's going to help you figure out based on who you are as an individual. Do you have only child syndrome like me and you love being on stage or does that terrify you? Based on who you are as an individual and based on your business goals. Are you trying to enroll new clients? Are you trying to create the credibility factor we talked about? Based on those two things, I'm going to tell you which mode of visibility is going to make the most sense for you. And I'll also send you a video on how to get started. So you can find that at lisasimonerichards.com slash quiz.
0: Perfect. Lisa, thank you again so much.
1: Loved having this conversation. Thanks, Brittany.
0: All right. Again, thank you, Lisa. That was a fantastic interview. I love how we just kind of flowed from one thing to the other. And I know I mentioned the ABCs of visibility in the beginning of this episode, but I really want to kind of just rehash them a little bit. I love how Lisa gave us the ABCs. I love how awareness, buzz, and credibility link up so well to know, like, and trust. That is what this show is all about, building authentic automated marketing and the ABCs of visibility are going to help you do that. So do go take her quiz. I can't wait to hear your results. If you want to email me and let me know how it goes, I'd love to hear all about it. All right, guys, see you next week.